0: Clutter takes up too much space in our homes, minds, time, and eventually our landfills. We live in a world that has shaped us into consumers on a planet that can't sustain the consumption. I am Steph McGuire, a professional organizer, and the Sort It Out Sustainably podcast is here for those who want to rebel from the consumerist culture and create a more intentional life surrounded by the things that you love and to let go of the things that you don't. If you're ready to get your home organized in a way that truly supports you and shift your relationship with stuff, that's what I'm here for. So let's get into it. Hi friend, I've got a topic to talk about today that I'm sure will help you. The fact that you're someone who has clicked this episode, I'm definitely sure that it will help you. I'm going to talk about why decluttering is hard. You've probably found yourself in the past an hour into decluttering with a royal mess surrounding you, overwhelmed as heck, and kind of regretting getting started. Or maybe you haven't done much decluttering in the past and know that you need to, but get too overwhelmed to even start. Keep listening and I'll lay out all the reasons why you might be finding it hard but I won't just lay out all the negatives and leave you there. Every reason why decluttering is hard, I'll give you ways that you can combat those reasons and get through it with much more ease. Resistance to the process is very common and that's what lies under so many of the reasons why decluttering can be hard. But like resistance of anything, anything that would actually be good for us, of course, resistance is futile and we're better off biting the bullet and getting it done. And then there are other things that make it difficult during the process, but it's all good, I'm here to make that easier too. So let me get into all the reasons here. A big one is our culture doesn't teach decluttering. There are trillions of dollars of marketing messages around us trying to get us to buy things. And there is the tiniest fraction of messages around us getting us to cull things. Yet there are still messages around us that make us want to keep beautiful homes and we all know that excess clutter isn't that beautiful and the way that most people can bat this is to shove things in cupboards and buy extra storage, move the car out of the garage and turn that into a storage shed, or even rent like an external storage unit offsite. The solution to trying to declutter in a world that isn't very supportive of empowering you to declutter is to get inspired and educated this podcast here is a very good resource for that there are many great books out there to help with the mindset youtube can be a good resource even if you're just like looking at sort of like inspiration of like seeing other people's decluttering transformations and in a couple of months, my whole house decluttering program will have its doors open for enrollments. if you want a deep dive and have my support through the whole process too. While the majority of the culture is consumerist focused, you can actually find some good inspiration and education to help you go counterculture. Another reason why decluttering can be hard is because it takes time. The average family home has hundreds of thousands of items in it. That is why it's so time-consuming. To get intentional with what you own, it takes a thorough sort through it all. Lots of decision-making needs to happen. Yeah, if you're already pretty minimalist and you live in a studio apartment, you could completely declutter in a day. But for the majority of people, it takes hours and hours and hours. A single space can take half a day in many homes and times that by four bedrooms, a bathroom, kitchen, pantry, lounge, garage and all the other spaces it's time consuming here's the thing not decluttering takes more time living with an excess of stuff takes up your time in multiple ways you are managing an inventory of stuff bigger than would be necessary to live a comfortable life there are hours lost every week just looking for things it makes housework harder every time you tidy up the process takes longer And the effort of managing that household inventory on your mental processing is huge. Every hour that you do spend decluttering, you are winning it back for you in the future. It's an hour spent, but money hours gained. If you release expectations of getting it done ASAP and commit to regular decluttering sessions, if you do it thoroughly, that's the key, when you're done, it will be fully done. And then there's just maintenance. Whether decluttering your whole house will take 10 hours or 100 hours, whatever time you can commit, the lifestyle that you'll have after the process will be so much lighter. Decluttering can be difficult if you are attached to stuff. Now let me dig into this a little bit. It's really healthy to love and appreciate your stuff. That's not attachment. With a healthy relationship with stuff, we look after our items, we give them a spot to belong, and when they no longer serve us, we're okay with letting them go. Yes, you can still keep things that are not practical for your life now for sentimental reasons, and I'll go into sentimental attachment a bit later. But you want to improve your relationship with stuff if you have a disconnected relationship with stuff. Where things don't serve you anymore, but you have a fear of letting go. What if I need it? I spent money on it. I should keep this because, insert social expectation of why said item must be kept. All those different blobs to letting it go. When you practice decluttering and get a hang of it, you gain more clarity on what actually serves you and what doesn't. When you assess the things that do, you either recognize that you use it a lot in your regular life, like your favourite pots and pans. Or you feel a sense of gratitude for what they allow you to do sometimes, like camping gear that you use a handful of times a year. Or what they allow you to feel, like a photo album. Things that don't serve you, you will feel unfazed, like the blouse that there's nothing wrong with but you don't really wear. Or you might even feel guilt, like a Mother's Day mug from five years ago that's been sitting in the back of the cupboard. Sometimes there could be some emotional reasons that are blocking us from letting things go. And just to be clear, I'm not talking about sentimental stuff that you want to cherish. I'm talking about the random crap that's causing clutter. If you feel like you have a serious emotional problem that's underlying your fear of letting things go, like past trauma of any kind, then I definitely recommend you seek... Finding a professional who works with that stuff, who can help you move through some of those things for your own mental health. And then in turn, that will eventually help you be able to release stuff from your house and provide you with a better physical environment. But if there is something more serious going on under the surface, then don't kind of look at your clutter in a surface level way. And just try and implement like little decluttering tips and stuff when there's something deeper going on. That's when you really want to get someone who knows what they're doing, like a professional psychologist or someone who does something to do with that sort of thing. And maybe you can even talk with them about the stress of stuff in your house with said professional. If you don't think you have any of that going on and are more just dealing with a disconnected relationship with stuff where you struggle to get real intentional with what you own then what you can do is make your want for an uncluttered home stronger than your attachment to the stuff. You can learn more about the mindset behind decluttering and the benefits of creating your own version of minimalism. The human mind is motivated by pursuit of pleasure and avoidance of pain. So get yourself motivated by becoming more aware of how clutter is negatively affecting you and all the positive benefits of living without clutter make those motivations outweigh the benefits of not decluttering. Those would mainly be not having to put in the time and effort and going through the discomfort in the process. A big reason why decluttering is hard is when you have lack of confidence in decision-making. The thing is, decision-making is hard. I've actually got a solution for you pre-prepared a few months ago it is a free resource that you can download from my website my decluttering decision making cheat sheet it's a pdf list of about 10 questions that you can keep on hand when you're decluttering that help you gain clarity on whether an item is worth keeping you obviously don't have to ask yourself all 10 questions each time that would take forever But on those tricky items, you can ask a few of the questions and then you should go from confusion to clarity. And once you've done that a bunch of time, trying out the different reflective questions, thinking about said questions as you're debating whether to keep things or not will become second nature and you'll grow your decision-making muscles. Now, that's all well and good if you know what to do with the things that you decide to let go of. Not knowing what to do with what you're getting rid of is a big block for people to declutter, especially those who are environmentally minded. The solution to this problem is to find donation and recycling solutions in your area. I share a lot about this, especially on Instagram. And I also teach this in my whole house decluttering program and my minimalism mini course. But I'm actually going to take the resource about donation and recycling options from those programs and turn it into a free PDF for everyone because it should be public knowledge and I don't want to paywall that shit. I'm just in the process of adding more to it before making it public and in the meantime DM me on Instagram if there's anything that you need to know what to do with. The way you can take the overwhelm out of this is by collecting different bags and boxes, For different destinations and having them with you in the section of your house that you're decluttering. Of course you only need the relevant bags and boxes with you like in the kitchen you don't need a clothing recycling bag but you would need an op shop box. Also you should designate a section of your house maybe in the garage maybe in a sunroom or something like that where it is like your outgoing section where you temporarily keep things that is leaving your house and keep a list to keep you accountable with moving the stuff out and not letting it sit there. Now, a note on landfill. If you can't recycle or donate certain stuff, landfill might indeed be your only option. You've already realized that it's no use to you, so keeping it as clutter in your home is just delaying it ending up in landfill. You don't need to keep trash in your home to feel like you're reducing waste. It's sad, but you'll probably feel guilty putting your old stuff in the bin. I know I do, but use it as a pivotal moment to change the way that you acquire stuff, reducing the amount of stuff that you acquire in general and opting for stuff that can be resold, recycled, and whatever. Okay, let's move on. Many people don't know where to start and how to follow through. It doesn't matter where you start. Starting anywhere you feel inspired to will give you some motivation to keep going. But then a systematic system to follow through will help you get through the whole process effectively. I have another podcast episode on why you can fail decluttering without a process where I explain a bit about my process that I teach in my decluttering course. I'll link in the show notes to both that podcast and the waitlist to my course if you're interested. As I said, just starting and getting that initial momentum is going to benefit you. And then if you need more help to maneuver through the thick of your home and my course enrollments are open, then you can jump in there and get the extra support. You might have decluttered in the past and found it hard because the process is messy. Physically, it involves pulling shit out and spreading it all over the floor and tabletops. Of course, that can be overwhelming and problematic if you don't have the time to continue and need to go pick up the kids from school or something and there's crap everywhere. The solution to this is don't bite more than you can chew. Complete sections at a time and do the bigger sections when you have more time. The process can be emotionally messy too, digging up your past. This is why I recommend leaving sentimental stuff until last. Recognise that the memories and the stuff are separate. You can hold a memory of a vacation near to your heart, but the random souvenir doesn't have to be kept. Unless you do really love the souvenir. Just remember that they are separate. Have gratitude for the things that remind you of the past and recognize that they don't need to tag along in your future. If you're dealing with heavy emotions, perhaps seek professional help to support you, whether that is sadness of any loss of any kind, anxiety, or a deep fear blocking you from letting go of things that don't serve you, or anything else that feels debilitating. I don't recommend pushing through the physical decluttering process without getting emotional support if you're going through anything like that. If you're in Australia and dealing with anxiety or depression, among many other mental experiences, you likely qualify for a mental health care plan to get free or subsidised psychology sessions. A GP can discuss those options with you, and if that's irrelevant to you, please get the support that you need somehow. You deserve to have your psychological health in a good state just as much as you deserve to be well hydrated, clothed, and sheltered. Okay, I'll add in one more point to this episode to end it on more of a lighter note. Decluttering can be hard because it's easy to get distracted. I talk about this deeper in that other episode I mentioned, why you can fail without a process. So I won't go too much into that now. But if you have done any decluttering or even just tidying up before, then you know what I'm talking about. You can combat this by blocking out time to declutter, having a plan so you have more clarity on what it is that you're meant to be doing. So you can just go for it without having to have this like blurred lack of clarity in what it is that you're meant to be doing, which is a recipe for getting distracted. A professional organiser is the number one way to combat getting distracted. When you're paying someone to help you, there's no way that you'll end up in the corner playing with an old gaming device that you found. I'm available to hire in the Brisbane area and there is plentiful of other professional organisers all around the world. So, to summarise all the things that I spoke about in this episode, decluttering a normal home in the modern world is a long process. But every hour you spend decluttering, you'll win back time for yourself moving forward. There's no rush. Allocate and block off regular times to work on decluttering your home. Have a plan, be inspired and educated first, and be prepared with a plan for what to do with the stuff that you're letting go of. I have a bunch of free content here on the podcast. I've got Instagram, where I share more bite-sized help and i have a few free pdf support guides available as well i'll link to those in the description show notes whatever you call it attached to this episode and i'm in brisbane too if you are as well and want me in your house making it happen i have my decluttering course that you can jump on the waitlist to and be notified when enrollments open soon and i have more episodes coming with some really interesting topics coming up this is a really good episode to save somewhere to listen to later once you are a bit further into your decluttering because I provide so many solutions to problems that you'll face and there'll be great help when you're actually in the thick of it. Thank you so much for listening. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening to the entirety of this podcast episode. I love helping you create a life of more joy, more time, more sustainability, more simplicity and more intentionality by inspiring you to live with less clutter, less stress, less mindless consumption and less waste. I'm here to help and if you click subscribe to this podcast, you should see a new episode about every week. I have a bunch of previous episodes that might help you and a bunch more cooking. Be sure to follow me on Instagram, where I like to have fun with Instagram Reels and pop in to chat on stories sometimes too. I also have some free tools that you can check out on my website. There'll be a link to my free downloadables in the description of this podcast episode. And if you're interested in completely revolutionizing your relationship with stuff by decluttering your entire home, then I have a program for that too. It's called Cut Clutter and Cultivate Joy. The waitlist for my whole house decluttering course is in the show notes of this episode along with the freebies that I mentioned. I wish you the best day or night wherever you are. And if you're subscribed to the Sorted Out Sustainably podcast, I'll chat to you next week.